0: Holly G with the Golf Insiders, my special guest. He's a legend in the Left Coast, long-time golf writer from the San Francisco Bay Area, Ted Johnson. Hey, ball game. How are you?
1: Doing well. Doing well. Getting ready for all the excitement this weekend. I won't be there. I would have been, but will not due to what we know as. A pandemic but looking forward to see how the pros handle one of the best public tracks in America.
0: Well you live you said uh, very close to Harding Park TPC Harding Park um, you better than anybody know the geography and the weather and I, it's always exciting that's why I love to watch the British Open right because you just never know well how the elements and Mother Nature is going to play into, you know, the 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 major championship. And we're going to see some of that this uh, week and weekend. Tell our listeners what to expect.
1: Well, as a, you know, it's quite a contrast where they're playing in 92 degrees, uh, heat index probably about 96 to 100 at Memphis. And now here they are in the middle of summer in California, and they're going to be wearing wind shirts and long sleeves because of the cool, damp air. Uh, that comes off the cool water of the Pacific Ocean. Um, San Francisco, at the, in this topography, is large sand dunes, and across the lake is, is, of course, Olympic Country Club, which is built on this large sand dune. If you go over that sand dune, you're on the ocean. Literally, if you go up in the air and flew from the 17th green toward the waves, there's only about 1,500 yards. Wow. So the ocean proximity is close. You don't see it, you don't hear it, but you definitely feel it in the chill in the air, And I would call, I call them heavy breezes. The air doesn't feel like it's moving that much, but it just seems to be a little heavier and stronger, obviously because of high moisture content. The ball does not roll as far. The ball does not carry as far. And generally speaking, the ball does not roll as far. So here's a course that they rated at 7,200 yards, which would make most, PGA Tour pros lift their chops, thinking iron into every par five, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's 7,200 yards and it'd be playing 7,600 yards easily. So we'll see how the pros adapt to not only the weather, the shifting conditions that happen, and then of course the pressure.
0: You were also mentioning how uh, it's a great place to grow grass, so they really can do a lot. Um, You know, I guess they said they, they final cut the rough to three and a half inches but it's dense, right, because of the moisture. and Very um And then the greens. Um, given that moisture, uh, what do you think they'll stimp at?
1: Well, because they're kind of slopey, they probably want them getting much above. If they got them to 13, I'd be surprised because they can be really fast. At the match play uh, back in 2000, what year was that? 2015, Five. 16. Five. In, no, excuse me, the recent match play when Rory beat. Oh, uh, right, yeah,
0: 15, 17. yep.
1: I walked by Patrick Reed's caddy. And again, this is a course that's open to public play. So there's so um, they can only do so much to get the course. in like, it's not like a country club to virtually just shut it down and tweak it for a year. They were doing it slowly, but surely. But I asked Patrick Reed's caddy, if the greens are fast, fast enough. He says, not as fast as what we would like, but I'd say they're going to be at least 12. If they get to 13, they're going to get game Some holes will be dangerous. Very dangerous. Um, there's not as much slope in the greens as at Olympic or as, Pebble Beach and the greens are a little larger than what you see at Olympic, but still they're dangerous.
0: Well, Gary Woodland called it brutally hard. Said he was hitting five irons into a lot of greens, and I think that's what we're gonna. You know, that's been the big buzz over the last couple of days. Is you know all these guys are getting on their trackmans and trying to you know dial in their their clubs and their distances. So it's gonna be a combination, right? Of uh, well, it it. It usually is, especially when it comes to a major uh, ball striking and distance control.
1: But the other thing is, when you do your trackmen, if, you, if you're if you taking out at 7.30 in the morning, you better have a trackman reading because the, there's going to be dew on the ground and there's going to be heavy moisture in the air because the fog will be slowly but surely burning off. You do a trackman at 1 o'clock, there'll be sparse white clouds up ahead, it'll be pretty calm and that reading will be different. Then at 5.30 again, that trackman, all of a sudden the winds are coming back, the fog is heavy. And it's just that you can feel the moisture just start to stick to your skin. So what track man reading are you going with? And when?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know who's the 13th man in in the field for one particular player? That would be JT, Justin Thomas, who's got one of the best caddies on the planet on his bag, Bones Mackay. What do you think about that?
1: Well, good for him. I mean, um, you don't have to be super long off the tee. Um, at Harding Park. You do have to be in the fairway, and it helps long iron players who can jack it straight up in the air are really going to be helped. That's why Justin Thomas is a strong contender. If his T game stays intact, we saw it have, you know, he kind of faltered down at uh, at the uh, workday up in uh, Ohio, and even uh, last Sunday, it was faltering down the stretch. So, look for someone like Tommy Fleetwood, who isn't terribly, I mean, it's long, but not the longest by far off the tee but again strong iron game very accurate iron game colin yeah Murakawa, we saw
0: that at shinnecock right i mean he yeah, yep, he it, ate that course up
1: and same with like a guy like colin morikawa if he keeps it in the driveway you might be the best iron player other than some guy who lives in uh, near hobe sound florida when he's on i mean this kid can stick it
0: well um, i'll give you another one from the california area and he loves majors even though he's still you know only I, I would consider a, a, a very much a, a young gun, uh, Xander Shoffley.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, again, you, you gotta wonder if his short game is good enough, um, and creativity issues. But no, he's definitely, when he, he gets rolling and finds the ball on the fairway and gets it on the greens, he can he can blitz it. There'll be moments when people go three or four birdies out of five hole run, they'll do that. But also, there's a chance to get it behind a, a tall cypress tree and you're going to have to go sideways, and then you leave it in the rough on something else or skip it over, double comes into play. So it's it's a good test. And, again, it's a course that you and I could go play when, of course, the pros aren't here. It's going to cost us a little bit of money, but that's the best thing about it. And people can't believe how far – they won't never let the, the public play the, the pro tees for this, but it's a good, hard golf course. And you can walk it for a decent price.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. We love to see these tournaments come to the likes of Beth Page, Black, yep. uh, Tori Pines and yep. um, you know as you were mentioning, uh, there'll be a number of majors over the next few years being played on the west coast, which I love because we get to watch it prime time on the East Coast, which is really fun.
1: Yep, and they do that on purpose. They do that on purpose because it brings in more ad revenue and makes everybody happy, including the broadcast partners as well as the PGA Tour, the PGA, Champion, the PGA of America. Absolutely they do that. There's a reason for that. They learned that in uh, 92 and 2000 when Tiger was blitzing the field in 2000 and, and it was over Pebble. on yeah, Pebble Beach. It was over on, on by the fourth hole on Saturday and the ratings never died. Even though he was up by 12 strokes, the ratings
0: never dipped on Sunday. Well, that's People not not a surprise, so. given he was, uh, you know, he was he was blitzing every uh, every field at, at that in that stretch. Speaking of Tiger, um, of course, you know we are on Tiger watch again for a number of reasons. First, uh, you know our curiosity of you know how's his back and what kind of you know how is he you know is he tight is he feeling good. Uh, he's got the chance to win his fifth Wanamaker Trophy. He's got a chance to beat Sam Snead's record of 84 tournaments, and he—if he would win this one—it's a—it's a—it's a twofer, right, Ted? Because he would get another major and be one closer to Jack to beating Jack's record of 14. So, you know, we're also on this on this Tiger watch, and you know, this is a. You know, he loves California, he's a California kid, went to Stanford. You know, we know some players just get a certain mojo about places.
1: Yes, the only problem is, and I saw this when he walked into the course at Pebble Beach last year in June. Of course, it's on the ocean, it was cool, it was damp, overcast, and you could tell he was just cold. And he's used to that Florida heat now, and it's good for his back. And so, I just have to wonder whether or not the cool temperatures just don't favor the the flexibility and the um relaxed muscle structure he needs to be able to fire to turn and fire those his hips through so it's just a matter of if he- if he feels up to it um it's again he has played uh in courses like this before he he won it he won at Harding Park before he beat John Daly there in the playoff the famous playoff when Daly hit a Mile-high lob wedge over a cypress tree. I don't remember anybody who remember that. Um, and then um, he played well in the President's Cup in 2012, so, or 13, whatever it was. So he's, he's, he likes the course. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he handles the weather, though, and whether his body can handle when it's cool. You know, He gets up so early to get his body ready to play. You know four or five hours before he has to tee off he's stretching and working and getting everything ready so we'll see how that holds up in the cool weather
0: so here's another guy that i think um would be a pretty good bet especially now that we can legally bet won the u.s open at olympic webb simpson who's one of the straightest drivers on tour 19th in terms of driving accuracy and you know, Webb's just—he's one of those guys that, when it's—you know—he—he—he he, he gets in that zone and he everything's clicking.
1: You know, win at Olympic was really because Furyk should have had it, and he, Furyk snaps his firewood on the par five sixteenth tee and takes bogey, uh, and then he had to birdie, eighteen to tie, and he hit a wedge too long and it stayed up in the fringe, and Webb, Webb kind of slipped in and, and snuck it away from Jim. That said, Webb, the way he's played lately, especially how he played it, Hilton, um, down at Hilton Head, with his long, uh, his his uh, his fairway woods uh, have become exceptional. So that will really help um, hitting it help, high
0: and making it stick. Is that
1: well? And he lo- he's longer than you think he is. He doesn't. You don't think he's that long, but he's, when he's hitting his five wood, but again, this was this was South Carolina. He was hitting his five wood in June, two hundred and forty yards. You know, uh, his five hybrid, two hundred forty yards in the air. That's not going to happen at Harding Park. It, he's going to hit a high a five hybrid up two hundred fifteen yards at the most. But that may be enough. So he's very good on that. That's one thing about it um, that surprised me with him is that his um, his long game was very good from the fairway.
0: Well, he's sitting number two on the FedEx Cup uh, season yep. standing. So uh, I, you know, I I wouldn't. Uh... The key I would one to,
1: to, if you want to think about anybody who this is made for is uh Kefka, who has the power to get it through and still hit long irons but he hasn't been as accurate off the tee of late is, especially that happened in memphis and the same thing with justin thomas where's dustin johnson why hasn't he been able to play as well here now dustin's won twice at pebble beach same type of course and conditions can be so Look for that. Don't be afraid
0: of that either. Well, we'll see if um if he can pull his game together. It seems a little iffy. We've had some conversation about that. And of course Brooks has been, you know, the the top topic of uh, of several of our segments. I, I think he very easily could three Pete. He's just a guy that, you know, he he rises to this kind of moment. You know, he's he's kinda got that gladiator, you know, way about him. You know, the tougher, the the more pressure on the line. You know, bring it on. I think it was, you know, two years ago when he said it's, you know, uh, it's it's his to lose, or you know, to, that somebody was going to have to take the tournament away from him. And um, did...
1: so, if we if we look back to last June at, at Pebble Beach, he, uh, I think he one-hopped a hybrid from the fairway 18th. Off the green in the back, and so his chip wasn't very good. I can't remember if the lie was very good because I was following Woodland at the time. But he one-hopped a a, a five-wood over the green, and then he, he I think he missed like a 12-footer for birdie that would have tied. At the same time, Gary was on the 17th green, and he had to chip across a steep spine in the middle of the green and hit that great shot within to within two feet. So that was the turning point. But back to your point was Brooks was in the hunt for that win at Pebble Beach. Yes. He was he right was. there. Yes, he, he was, was right there.
0: Yep. And the difference uh, there was, you know, Woodland stepping up and, and draining that putt. And, you know, that's what uh, that's what major champions do, right? They take advantage of the moments.
1: Well and he made a moment. I mean uh, Woodland drove he hit a three wood up the bank at fourteen, a really tough part five at Pebble Beach. he hit the face of the bank above the bunker and then bounced onto the green and if it would have landed on the on the top of the green it was skipped all the way into the back and who knows where it would have been. If he misses two feet low, it buries into the face of a bunker and he probably wouldn't have found the ball. So but the fact of the matter is he hit the shot, it got the results that led to an easy two putt birdie. And that was the that was the swing. It's exactly what he had to do.
0: Well, Ted, you've watched more of these players play in majors over the last couple of years up close and uh very personal out there on the west coast so mm-hmm. this is when i asked that question throw your dart who's going to raise the wanna maker on sunday
1: well i was thinking about this i think it's cool weather it's uh it's it's point of grass which is it can be very fast if it's dry enough and they'll cut it down and, and firm it they'll roll in the greens so Iron play is gonna be exquisite. You have to be not super long, but long enough, but in the fairway. So I see someone who's got long hair and a British and kind of an aloof outlook on life and who's very comfortable in this kind of conditions and probably would love San Francisco and have a good time in San Francisco. I'm gonna go with Tommy Fleetwood.
0: Tommy, pour me a black and tan Fleetwood.
1: <clears throat>
0: I, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. And, um, before I let you go, who, who's your long shot, Ted? Who's,
1: who's the, the, no, the, the, uh, the, the Craig Perks that, uh, uh Rich heard Bean, about? <laughs> Mark Brooks. Uh, yeah, exactly. Who, I haven't really thought of that. Let me see. Let me, give me, let see. Give me a minute to think about that. Um,
0: or do you think of, I mean, I don't know. Could I, I don't Charlie, think, I don't think a Charlie rookie's going to
1: do it. Charlie Hoffman. Um,
0: oh, Charlie Hoffman.
1: Um, he's quirky enough to just be relaxed. Charlie Hoffman loves the French Laundry restaurant, which is about sixty miles north of San Francisco. He may be there every night, eating his thirteen hundred dollar dinner. It's so seriously dinner there is like thirteen for two is thirteen hundred dollars. Uh, Thomas Keller restaurant.
0: Well, I hope um, he's eating outside.
1: <laughs> well, they're spaced out. Yeah, they're they're in the tents. Um. So, anyway, he's probably up there right now, for all I know. Um,
0: I like still, that pick. Uh,
1: so, Charlie Hoffman, who's long enough, he's relaxed enough, he seems to have the uh, the character to hang in there. And it, this is where putting comes into it. So, I mean, that's where someone like Morikawa may falter, is that he'll hit every green and just keep missing putts, whereas someone like, well, who's a hot putter, you know, can just get it rolling and, and save par after par by bearing 15, 20 footers all the time. That may be the winner. And who is that guy who's a great putter and has been inaccurate everywhere else? Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head.
0: Well, it could be uh, somebody like, um, you know, maybe a... Maybe a Kevin Kisner if he gets hot, or there—that's
1: yeah, a good one. Right? Yeah, Kisner is a very good. One. Hey,
0: fat Ricky! You'd, you 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 almost want to go with Ricky in that case. But Ricky,
1: yeah, but Ricky, look how he, he's played the last two uh, Saturday Sundays. He's awful. Apart
0: awful. I
1: mean, he was three over when I turned on the TV last Saturday. That yeah. course he should kill. That yeah. flat course on the Bermuda greens that those guys play. He should be killing that course you know he's got great wedge play he's got great short game he can putt and he wasn't hitting off the tee now he's from Murrieta, which is inland from san diego so he's used to california but it's hotter this is cool and windy he's not used to that so we'll see remember he played his golf at oklahoma state right so he hasn't played a lot in california i don't think he's done very well in california so
0: well it's going to be fun ted ball game, Johnson, as we love to call him, in the biz. Thanks so much for spending some time with the Golf Insiders.
1: Uh, thank you. Hang in. Hang in, everybody. Be safe.